Hello and welcome to Rinse and Repeat. I'm Carol Iscaros. This is the second half of our Christmas 2021 message. Let it be to me according to your word, really looking at the words of Mary in her interaction with the angel Gabriel in Luke chapter 1. Last time we looked at Luke chapter 1, and we really were looking so closely at Luke 1 verse 37, for with God nothing will be impossible. And we were really exploring, I had you do that sort of awkward exercise of preaching that verse to yourself for with God, nothing will be impossible. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Please, if you're going to do anything this time of year, other than bake and wrap presents and go to Christmas parties and all such things, meditate on that verse, memorize it, remind yourself of that incredible truth. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Especially if you find yourself like me, battling with some darkness and some difficulty in your own mind and heart this time of year. For with God, nothing will be impossible. And really where I wanted to pick up that thread this time is as we're heading into 2022, what is it that we need to grab hold of verse 37 and take with us into 2022, okay? So the truth that nothing is impossible with God What do we need to take that truth and face? What are you facing in 2022 that you need the power of the Almighty God to accomplish? I would venture to guess pretty much everything. What is God calling you to do? Is there something He has laid on your heart that you've sort of been running from for a long time? Some area of ministry, perhaps, Is he calling you to lead a small group Bible study at your church or to serve in children's ministry or to lead in some aspect of worship? Maybe you're supposed to be discipling someone in a smaller group or a one-on-one capacity. Maybe he's really calling you to invite someone out to church or to be a witness in your workplace. Maybe God is convicting you about some area of sin in your life. And again and again, he's saying, I want you to bring it to the cross. I want it dealt with. I want you to lay it down. I want to have a word with you on it. God is the God of the impossible. You feel like there's no time. There's no money. There's no way. God's specialty is those things where there's no way, right? She's the Virgin Mary about to give birth to a son. He specializes in the impossible. He will accomplish what he has called you to do. And there is no sin that you cannot overcome with Jesus Christ. I want to say that to you again. There is no sin that you cannot overcome with Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit working in you. I've had people say to me, you have no idea the bondage I'm in, how long I've dealt with this, and I know that there are some strongholds that are strongholds, and they involve a lot of intense work and counseling 
and the laying on of hands and consistent labor. And I understand that there are some things that are tough going, but guess what? He specializes in those things that are tough going. If you are called to do it, he will allow it. He will overcome it. He will make it so. Don't get too tripped up in how hard it is. That's, I guess, what I'm trying to say. Don't make the problem bigger than your God. Don't make it too big. And I'm going to get to that in a second. This is important, but don't make it too big. We'll look at that in one second. But back on this point of what is God calling you to do? What area of ministry are you called to? Mary was called to bring Jesus into the world. We too are called at this time of year to bring Christ to earth in many ways like Mary did. I love telling my kids every year, why do we put the lights up? Why do we do all of this? Because he's the light of the world. We light up to reflect the light of God in us. But you know what? In a way, sort of bag that. We're not just called to bring him into the world. We're called by God to be him in the world. We're called to be Christ in a dying world around us. Billy Graham said it perfectly. We are the Bibles the world is reading. We are the creeds the world is needing. We are the sermons the world is heeding. What kind of sermon are we? What are we? What sort of Bible are we? What sort of creed are we? Honestly, honestly, sometimes I am so convicted by that notion. Do I reflect him well? And I'm telling you, I don't. It's so convicting. Heading into 2022, I want to be a strong reflection of Christ. I want to be a strong representation of him to the world around me. And I want you to notice, please, please, please notice Mary's response to the entire interaction with the angel Gabriel in verse 38 of Luke 1. Luke 1 verse 38, notice what Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Listen to that. Behold the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Maidservant here, it literally means a female slave or a servant, one who's absolutely obeying the will of her master. Absolute obedience to the will of the master. In other words, doing it no matter what, complete, unconditional surrender. Listen, this is important. The obedience described here means that she was going to obey what she didn't understand. She was going to obey despite what could happen. She was going to obey despite what did happen. I want you to think about that for a second. Mary is saying, let it be to me according to your word, even though the command initially didn't seem to make sense, okay? The idea of how a virgin is going to conceive and bear a son and the Holy Spirit coming upon her. I mean, it doesn't really seem to make a lot of sense, right? 
It's not every day that you're hearing this idea of a virgin bearing a son. And since the birth of Jesus Christ, I've never heard of it happening ever again, right? So it doesn't make a lot of sense. And still she was going to obey it. But the idea of obeying something that doesn't make sense is not in and of itself a new notion, biblically speaking. Look, Noah was told to build an ark, even though there hadn't been a spot of rain on the earth ever as of the time he was building the ark. It didn't make a whole lot of sense, did it? But that's exactly what he did. And that's what I'm trying to say to each of us. We might be called again and again to do things that don't make sense. Look, does it make sense for you to give a tenth of your income to tithe when you've got bills to pay? Everybody's got bills to pay. Doesn't it make sense to make sure all my bills are paid first and whatever's left over, let me see if I've got stuff to give to the work of the Lord? No, he says, trust me. The tenth is first. And then we see like the blessing and the provision for all the other stuff and the wisdom to spend correctly. What I'm trying to say to you is God expects us to obey even when we don't fully understand. And and look, I want to make this super practical, okay? Because we may say, nah, you know, I'm a person that likes logic. I really need to understand stuff before I'm going to do it. That doesn't work for me. You know, I'm a rational kind of person. I want to tell you something. All right? Newsflash, Captain Obvious moment. Here we go. You obey things every single day that you don't understand. For example, do you take any form of medications, vitamins, supplements, eat food, drink water? Do you understand how those things work at a metabolic, organic chemistry level? You can tell one of my kids is home that loves organic chemistry. My brain is like exploding with words like necrotic cell death, apoptotic. I forget it. I'm not even going to try. What I'm trying to say is we may not understand how medications work, but you better believe we take them when we need them. I have a blood pressure issue. My blood pressure is extremely high. I am taking my blood pressure med until I can try to control it much better with exercise and eating well and all of those other things. I'm taking my blood pressure med. I don't know how it works within my cardiovascular system, but I'm taking it. I'm obeying. Why? Because someone who knows a whole lot better than me told me that it's going to work. And my life depends on it. I don't know fully how food metabolizes into energy and water is important for life, but you better believe I eat and I love it. Oh, Louisiana food. Let me tell you what. I love me some etouffee. Mm. Y'all need to come to Louisiana and eat some Louisiana food. Mm. You better believe I don't have to understand it to obey it. I eat and I drink. Do you guys get it? Because I trust that it is necessary when someone is telling me that this is important and I know that they know what they're talking about, I'm very likely to follow that lead. 
Mary's obedience is because she knows God knows better. She trusts the one that is calling her. She trusts him. And see, Mary's obedience when she says, behold, the maidservant of the Lord. See, she's not just obeying something she doesn't fully understand. It's even deeper than that, okay? It's not just that she doesn't understand. She's obeying something despite what could possibly happen. I mean, think with me here. At this time and place, what could happen to Mary if she's found being pregnant with a child? She's unmarried and pregnant. What happens possibly to her at that time? What could happen? Think about it. She could obviously lose her betrothed husband, her engagement to Joseph. She could lose him, right? She could be shunned by her community. At the time, if her father opted to kick her out, she could end up turning to becoming a beggar or to even having to become a prostitute to provide for herself if she got kicked out of her family home for becoming pregnant outside of wedlock. But you know, she could even be stoned for this. It could actually cost her her very life. See, Mary obeyed God, not just for what she didn't understand. She obeyed God despite what could possibly happen to her. When you're obeying God with your giving, with your time, with your heart, with your resources, let's use the heart as an example, unmarried people guarding your heart and not giving it away to this one and that one and this one, guarding it. I know there's a risk associated with that. Well, if I don't just go off with this guy, maybe I'll never get married. Maybe if I don't give my heart to that girl over there, maybe no one will ever love me. There's a risk. You might be so afraid that you'll always be alone. What could happen? What might happen? Hear me. When you obey God and you do what he says, you can trust every single time. He sees it. He knows it. He will honor your obedience. It's not done and he misses it. He knows when you're obeying his word. He knows it. He sees what you're doing. Obey him like Mary did, despite what could happen. And listen, furthermore, her obedience isn't just despite what she didn't understand. Her obedience isn't just despite what could happen. Her obedience is despite what did happen to her. Hear me on this. Mary, the Virgin Mary, is the only person who was present both at Jesus' birth who is also present at Jesus' death. Just as it was prophesied over her, a sword indeed pierced her heart when it slit in the side of her son. Please hear me. It hurts a mother, even if you're not a mother listening. Every pain her child goes through, doubly so in a mother's heart. Every surgery Abby has had, I would take it 10 times over to spare her that. Mary suffered watching that baby on that cross. You can rest assured that that was true. So despite 
all of that, she obeyed anyway. She said, let it be to me according to your word. And those few words connect that supernatural work of God into this natural world. It is fundamentally saying your will be done. Your will be done, Lord, on earth as it is in heaven. That's what she's saying. Your will be done. But see, all of us are getting like our praise on, right? We're like, yes, amen, uh-huh, we are there, we are there, we are there. But now here's the kicker. How? How do we possibly live like this? How can we live this life of obedience? Let it be to me according to your word. We want to. We want to obey even when we don't understand. We want to obey despite what could happen. We want to obey despite what does happen, even if a sword pierces our own heart and hurts us. We want to obey in all of God no matter what. But how can we? It's hard. We can slip into self-sufficiency so easily. Listen, the answer to that lies in the heart of what Mary does next after this. Look down to verse 46, where she is singing this song, magnifying, worshiping God. It's called her Magnificat, okay? Verse 46, listen to this. Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. Okay, I'm going to emphasize certain words in this because I want you to catch a theme here. Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. Listen to what just happened there. Instead of magnifying all of the things that could happen to her, Instead of pacing her room going, but what if Joseph dumps me? What if my dad kicks me out? Isn't that what we would do? Isn't that what we would do? What if my neighbors, what if, the, what are they going to say? Come on, be honest. Wouldn't we all go, what is everybody going to say about me when they find out I'm pregnant? Every one of us would say that. What are they going to say about me when they find out I'm pregnant? She doesn't do any of the what ifs. Not one. She magnifies the Lord. She magnifies God, her Savior. The key to this type of obedience is having the right perspective of God. You want to have the right type of obedience. It comes down to having the right perspective of God. Is your God too small? Do you worship a God of your own creation and he's tiny itty bitty? He fits on your mantle somewhere. Is he the God of verse 37? For with God, nothing will be impossible. Is he that kind of almighty God? Or is he a God that is pacing 
because you are. She's magnifying the Lord. And that Magnificat is full of Old Testament references. Mary knows her Bible. And the more you know your Bible, the more you know your God. The more you know what the Word of God says about God, the more you're going to worship Him as an almighty God of the impossible. Know your Word and you'll be able to obey your God. Know your Word and you will be able to obey your God. Did you hear me on that one? It's critical, critical mass. We trust God for eternity, but so often we have trouble trusting God for today. That's my final word to us on this Christmas message. I want us to hold fast to this one fundamental truth for Christmas time, for 2022, as we're listening to podcasts and as we're going about our lives, as we're seeking the Lord, can we get the right perspective of an almighty God? our Lord, our Savior, the God of the impossible, can we look up to heaven and with a clear conscience say, let it be to me according to your word. Thank you for joining me for Rinse and Repeat. Again, I'm Carol Escaros. If you have any questions, if you have any input about the program, please feel free to email me, caroliscaros at gmail.com. That's carol, E-S-K-A-R-O-S at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you, interact with you. And you can also find me on social media, Carol Morgan Escaros on Facebook or at Carol Escaros, again, E-S-K-A-R-O-S on Instagram. As always, it's such a joy to dig into the scriptures as we have seek that washing of the water by the word. And do join me next time as we dig into the next name of God in our ongoing series in the name of God. We've been taking a couple of these little breaks, a special Christmas message, a couple of these lanyap editions as things get put on my heart. We'll jump right back into the names of God next time in our next edition of Rinse and Repeat.